0: I'm a princess, cut from marble, smoother than a storm, and the scars that mark my body, they're silver and gold. My blood is a flood, the rubies, precious stones, it keeps my veins hot. The fire's found a hole. This is a rope. I tie it and untie it, and the people talk to me, but nothing ever hits, So people talk to me, and all the voices just burn, No, I'm done with it, this is the start of how I'm speeding up And this is the red, orange, yellow flicker Be sparking up my heart We're at the start The colors disappear I never watch the stars There's so much down here So I just try Keep up with the Dream all year, but they're not the sweet kinds. and the shivers move down my shoulder blades in double time. When well, now people talk to me. I'm slipping out of reach now. People talk to me and But but I got my fingers laced together
1: first show of the year. If you're just joining us, this is A Tempo on KCL Radio, a show where we put your music back in time, exploring the you know facts, context, history, and just some of our opinions about your what is our favorite music and what hopefully one day will be some of yours. I'm Alex.
2: And I'm Jessie.
1: And what are we talking about this Today week? Today
2: we are talking about the soundtrack from The Hunger Games, all the movies.
1: Right before the break, we went to go see the new Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and Jesse can attest that I was geeking out yes yes you were
2: yeah. um I saw it twice because I just had to Real. I had to watch it twice to really cement it in my brain um I thought it was amazing I really liked it I
1: love it I mean I I read The Hunger Games when I was like probably eight or nine and
2: yeah
1: oh god I was insufferable when these movies came out <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so that last one we just played is "Flicker" by Lord, the Kanye West rework. Um, I actually don't know which movie this one's from. It's from Mockingjay Part 1. Um, I find it really weird that they
1: split those movies in two, but, you know, live your
2: best life, I guess. I, I recently did rewatch Mockingjay Part 1, I believe. Um, and yeah, I agree. I don't know why they split it into two. I think it would have worked as one whole movie. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: but I also did watch catching fire that is a really good movie true that is a really good movie stunning yeah okay moving along um next up is everybody wants to rule the world also by lord
1: Just joining us. This is a tempo on KCL Radio, um, and that was "Everybody Wants to
2: Rule Rule the World" by Lord.
1: The original version of that song is one of my all-time summer anthems. Is that
2: song. the one that's like?
1: Well, it's it's like a pop song by. Tim I know which one you're talking about. It's the.
2: How it's, does it go?
1: Um, it sounds exactly like that, but faster and more poppy.
2: Everybody wants to rule the world. I love how she made it really depressing and sinister and you know dystopian sounding. Like it kinda changes the meaning, you know what I mean?
1: I mean the lyrics are lend themselves well. Yeah. I've always found the Hunger Games series and the movies specifically very interesting. Mm. And I can't I can imagine that Susan Collins Suzanne Collins rather, while uh (laughs) Suzanne. Suzanne Collins, while watching the movies or at least the marketing around the movies, was losing her mind. Because what do you mean that for Catching Fire, yeah. you're putting out Catching Fire eyeshadow palettes so That's you can look, look like That's kind of crazy. Katniss? Did anybody on the marketing team read the book? Did they read the room? <laughs> read it, or even watch the movie. It's no, pretty Literally although i will say
2: i like not like the consumerist side of marketing but the posters they made for the mockingjay movies where it's like the white throne and it's like canis is wearing the red beautiful like that is perfect marketing to me that's crazy though eyeshadow palette
1: yeah the audacity they had full like Buy this makeup line to look like Kat. To look like
2: (laughs) what are you (laughs) doing? To look like you're from District Twelve. You're living in poverty. You're being oppressed by the central government. No, because they literally Uh... went.
1: What does the capital do in the movies? We should do that too. (laughs)
2: What? Oh yeah, because the the fashion in the capital is very cool. Mm. Um, obviously, I will say I think it is kind of. I don't know if it's tone deaf, but like you know when people host like capital themed parties?
1: Yeah, that's I think it's, insane to me.
2: It's cool, like the fashion's really cool, obviously, but it's also like
1: The you know. the it is a metaphor for thirteen year olds on what overconsumption looks like. Yeah, exactly. And then you host a party on that.
2: Have you wow. seen um you know Yale, the school, the Ivy League? Yeah. The, their, their first Christmas year parties. banquets? <gasps> crazy. Like people Liminal. lying on like those trolleys and they have like food on top of them and it's like bougie as fuck. It is and then the school is like, is like sucking money out of the small town and like they make up like 80% of the small you towns. Like the same video I think I watched it? the exact same tick. And she was like, Oh, like that really radicalized me. I was like, that would radicalize me too. Yeah, because like, that's are crazy. You kidding me? That's actually insane. It is crazy anyways this like, i think the movies just in general have like very good messages but sometimes people just take it too far and they misinterpret it do you know what i mean Yeah, I mean, um the,
1: yeah she based she based the whole series off of the concept of um i can't remember which roman emperor said this but one of them said that if you give people entertainment and bread they'll never revolt
2: oh yeah panem at soceses yeah that's why the capital it is called, called panem, panem right yeah and, um,
1: yeah, and she said that she got the idea when she was flicking um, through the TV and she was yeah. getting videos of the um, invasion of Iraq yeah. and then getting like reality TV put up there and she went Whoa. crazy. It's like whiplash.
2: Yeah. Anyways, moving along. Um, next up we have Can't Catch Me Now by Olivia Rodrigo. Ooh. There's
4: blood on the side of the mountain. It's writing all over the wall Shadows of us are still dancing In every room and every hall The snow falling over the city You thought that it would wash away The bitter taste of my fury And all of the messes you made Yeah, you think that you got away But I'm in the trees, I'm in You thought I'd never do it Thought it'd go over my head I bet you figured I'd pass with the winter Be something easy to forget Oh, you think I'm gone cause I left But I'm in the trees, I'm in the breeze My footsteps on the ground You see my face in every place But you can't catch me now Through waiting grass, the months will pass. You'll feel it all around. I'm here, I'm there. Me now, I'm higher than the hopes that you brought down. You can't, you can't catch me now. Coming like a storm, in into- you. But on the side of the mountain It's turning a new shade of red Yeah, sometimes the fire you found it Don't burn the
1: way you'd expect Yeah, you thought that this was the end Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is A Tempo on KCL Radio.
2: And that was Can't Catch Me Now by Olivia Rodrigo.
1: I went fully feral when this book came out. Oh, because it
2: came out in 2019, right? Yep, I yeah. did not
1: sleep. Yeah. I read the entire thing in one yeah. sitting.
2: Oh my god.
1: I had like, fully, yeah, lost my mind.
2: Okay, I haven't read the book, but I read, like, a couple of reviews of it, and people said that his descent to madness was, like, too sudden. But no. after, like, hearing more about the book, I feel like... I don't know if I agree with that. I, know. See, in, in the movie specifically. In the movie,
1: one of the things about the book is you get a really interesting perspective on Coriolanus Snow. And, like, yeah. within the first two pages, my boy starts immediately, like, talking smack about everyone. No, yeah. Like, even his cousin, who's just sacrificed a bunch of their food and, like, has basically like worked herself to the bone so that he can keep up appearances. He goes, yeah. Well, she's not back yet maybe she had to sell her body in order to afford my clothes? No, she's not pretty enough for that.
2: What? Whoa, that's also crazy because she does end up um, becoming a sex worker, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing, like, you see throughout the book, like, he is immediately judgmental, conniving, and it's not... And I love the movie for what it did, but I also do think that it did take away because you can't hear his inner monologue, you really don't get the same sense of this is a man who has disdain True. and hatred for everyone. He and seems,
2: everything. I think he seems, I don't know about, yeah, in the book, he's obviously, like, kind of, like, morally questionable from the beginning. I think in the movie, it's more like he could, he could like, teeter on the edge of, like, evil. Yeah. And he does end up doing that. Because he does, like, do some evil things. Are we going to do spoilers? I want to talk about spoilers. Let's, Let's do spoilers. You know what,
1: spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet, which, Spoiler not, alert.
2: Um, <laughs> um but you know how like when he goes into the arena to get Sejanus back and then he like kills that guy yeah. one of the tributes and he's like, Wow, that felt really good. And then um what's the cousin's name? Um Hunter uh, Tigris had to be like, No, you're a good person, Coriolanus. And no. He was like, No, I think I'm a bad person. No, he is a bad person. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Like, and also he just does a lot of like he betrays the Jane Like he does I think obviously in the movie it's not obvious, but like you can tell from all his actions, like he is he's not He's not
1: a good He's not a good person. I mean <laughs> this is one thing that I really wish that they had kept in the movie is yeah. he doesn't love his grandmother. Like he fully That's weird. No, he fully in the book goes uh she gives <sighs> she gives him a rose um on the first day on the reaping day. Yeah. Because, you know, she wants him to look pretty you know mm. and she he pricks his thumb on a thorn on the rose mm. and she and then in his head he goes oh my god she wanted she wanted to you know it, she wanted me to bleed on my new shirt yeah she, she's out to get me and it's like that's your grandma giving you a flower lots
2: of projection Calm going on
1: down yeah i don't think
2: you really get that vibe i think in the movie it's kind of like oh like he loves his grandmother so that's
1: yeah i, I love, know i mean i love the vibes of the movie i got Rachel Zegler, Slay.
2: Rachel Zegler was really Pan Eminem was really serving. Pan MM was serving. I thought his blonde hair was better. Let's be so for real right now.
1: The buzz cut was I mean he the blonde hair worked for him. The buzz cut, however? Oh
2: I don't think it looks bad, but like it definitely does look a bit slim shady.
1: It's very slim shady. Um
2: Yeah, no. I think his like curls are way better.
1: True. Yeah. But yeah, um <laughs> Did you see all of the letterbox reviews saying that um Viola Davis looked like a damn what <laughs> have you, do you remember her outfit it's the white and it's got the red dripping down it oh. and it's supposed to be like a very bloody very violent look and, and she just... looks like a... <laughs> it that's crazy it's like wow how dare you but also
2: the audacity anyways moving along and talking about Rachel Zegler next up we have The Hanging Tree Rachel Zegler's version ooh,
3: ooh. are you are you coming to the tree Where they strung up a man, they say murdered three. Strange things did happen here. No stranger would it be if we met up at midnight in the hanging stranger would it be if we met up at midnight in the hanging tree are you are you coming to the tree where a necklace of rope side by side here no stranger would it be if we met up at midnight in
1: the hanging tree welcome back if you're just joining us this is a tempo on kcl radio um
2: and that was the hanging tree rachel Zegler's version i love the whole thing with the song yes. like it was just a little like song i don't know what she wrote it because it's a song right she's a singer and then it becomes like a song of resistance or something i really i think it's amazing i
1: mean part of why i really liked the ballad of songbirds and snakes originally when it came out was i loved the way that it really went Peter and katniss embodying the reason that snow is incapable of love yeah
2: like the two of them together it's too early for katniss guys too Uh.
1: early also
2: I also really liked all the singing aspects. I know a lot of people, for example, when she gets reaped and she, like, starts singing, people don't like that scene, but
1: I thought that was so badass. I thought that – I mean, it was – yeah. The whole idea of her character using music as a form of rebellion and then music being a form of rebellion, like, what, 60 years later? Very –
2: No, and Rachel Zegler's an amazing singer, and I love, like, the Appalachian vibes going on.
1: Right? I was very excited when they, like – officially put out what the map of Penm really did yeah. look like, because you know, it always, it th- there had been some sense, but like, knowing it officially is very fun, and knowing that they were all supposed to be Appalachian, and then giving yeah. her an Appalachian accent,
2: my yeah, heart. I know. Um, and I think it's cool that obviously, like, in the, like, 60 years later, or how many, many however many years later, like, they lost, like, the accent, which I think, I don't know if that's, like, intentional, but I like to think it's because of, like, Standardizing education or like you know trying to erase like cultural diversity or something like that. So
1: fair. I mean, authoritarian regime.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like that's literally what it's what it's about. Yeah, but I think Rachel cycle is amazing, and I have always been on her side.
1: Oh yeah, and sure. the hate train is ridiculous. I know, absolutely insane. The same. There have been men who have said the same thing before and after her, and still have careers.
2: No, literally. Robert Pattinson like, much? Exactly. Yeah, Robert Pattinson, I love Jacob R-pads. Elordi. I love Robert Pattinson. No, I love all of them, but the double standards is crazy. I know. is yeah. always for the win. Exactly. Okay. Moving along, we have um, Safe and Sound by Taylor Swift and The Civil Wars. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is A Tempo on KCL Radio. And that was safe and
2: sound by Taylor Swift and the Civil Wars from the first movie, actually. Um, so yeah. the
1: concept albums that are released alongside all of the movies have some bangers on them.
2: Yeah, lots of bangers. Um,
1: I really enjoyed the one that came out with the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
2: That one is really good. Um, yeah, I love all of Rachel Zegler's songs from like the so actual movie. Real. Yeah, it's really good.
1: Fair. Like, what else is there to say? <laughs> yeah. I will say, if any of you were listening last semester, I have learned more about Taylor Swift now. Um, have so... you? Oh, yeah. Not, well, I don't know why I said it like that. Yes, I have. And I am learning more every day. I know she's dating Travis
2: Kelsey. Kelsey. Um, have you seen that video of Travis Kelsey where they ask him Barbie or Oppenheimer? No. No? Okay, I don't... Okay, never mind. And he's like... He's like, Bobby. what's Oppenheimer?
1: <laughs> so real.
2: <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, actually,
1: he's funny. On the note of Barbie and Oppenheimer, which oh, I know yeah. is off topic, but... well, not Nothing on, is off on topic. The, on the note of Oppenheimer. So you know how there's that thing where people say that 9-11 can be directly traced to the downfall of Ellen? I saw that. There yes. is now a new branch. Yes. Where you can trace the Oppenheimer film to 9-11 also. Yeah. Because walking you through it. 9-11 happens. Gerard Way sees it. Gerard Way makes My Chemical Romance in response to all of his big feelings. Um, My Chemical Romance inspires Twilight. <laughs> Twilight, movies. Movies about Twilight, Robert Pattinson gets a career. Robert Pattinson then stars in Christopher Nolan's film Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. At the rap party for Tenet, he gives a book called American Prometheus yeah. to <laughs> Christopher Nolan, which inspires Oppenheimer the movie.
2: Um. So, shout out to Robert Pattinson. He's the, he's, um... He's really done something. He's the reason why Killian Murphy's going to win an Oscar soon, I think, I hope. I think he probably will. And honestly, I think... You know what? Let's talk about the Oscars, actually. I'm
1: losing my mind <laughs> that, that there's a good chance that Best Supporting Actor comes down to Ryan Gosling for Ken? Or Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, what? Robert Downey... Da- I think...
2: Have you seen that video where they compare Robert Downey Jr. to Cassie from Euphoria? <laughs> You have it? Okay. <laughs> oh, but that is incredible. Yeah, the parallels are paralleling. Um, yeah, well, I think I don't like that Maestro got so many nominations.
1: I don't for like. Hair and makeup? For hair and are makeup is kidding? crazy. crazy. The audacity! That I fucking. Just like, I watched oh my them God. when they came out. I was sitting in the basement yeah. of the Pratt across the street. Yeah. And I'm watching them with my friends, and I yeah. just start peeing myself laughing. Like we are getting side eyes because I'm laughing so yeah. hard that Maestro gets a makeup nomination.
2: No, literally. Um, and also past lives snubbed. I hate that movie, but I am rooting for it. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> um, May December
1: snubbed. I was lots of people snubbed. Poor Joaquin Phoenix. He really acted his heart out in that Ridley Scott film and got no nominations.
2: But also, I haven't seen, what was
1: it, Napoleon? Yeah. But is it Oscar deserving? Well, given that Ridley Scott went, I don't care about history. I don't care if Napoleon actually blew up the pyramids. It looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. and then completely, like, screwed up a lot of the time. Wait, he, I- he the pyramids in the movie? Yep, that's right.
2: <gasps> also, I think, um, was it, is her name Josephine? Yeah. She's supposed to be, like, way older than Napoleon.
1: Yeah, that's a huge part of what made yeah. them, like, such a wild couple, is that yeah. this is a man who is so in love with an older woman. Which Milf. Goes, yeah, she, he knew what he was pulling for. <laughs> but in the movie, she's fully, like, ten years younger than Joaquin That's, ca- that's a
2: kind of crazy revision. Like, I understand blowing up the pyramids because it's cool, but changing the dynamic of their relationship, I feel like that's... That was a political like,
1: thing for Napoleon. Exactly. Like, Why are you making it more tame? Because like, it was a whole thing where she was past childbearing age. And yeah, so she exactly. she could never have his sons. Exactly. And he still stood by her for the most part. We get into his history later, but like... No, but I'm mad about that. Yeah, so I kind of... It's not Oscar worthy, but I know that Joaquin Phoenix acted his heart out. I'm sure. He always does. Yeah, I think
2: he seemed like he was doing really well in that movie. Anyways. Well... Back uh, on the topic... <laughs> Um, back onto the Hunger Games. Um did H- Hunger Games they get nominated?
1: No, God no. It's It probably wouldn't. It's not I was really happy with the animation nominations this year though. I think it's criminal
2: that across a spider verse and get a soundtrack nomination or oh, like a yeah. score nomination. True. Kinda crazy that Flame and Heart, the um biopic about the guy who invented the Cheetos, got nominated for was it soundtrack? <laughs> it was best original song. Yeah, best that's crazy. You,
1: you that's know it's, crazy. It, if it goes to um if it goes to I'm Just Ken instead of What I what Was I Made can. For Again, i it to be Billie Eilish. Crimes. I'm gonna commit lots of crimes. Like, genuinely? You're gonna have to put me in jail. Yeah. What do you mean you gave the best? Because of the Critics' Choice Award, that was insane behavior from the critics.
2: Yeah, the critics are kind of being silly right now. They're feeling a bit silly and goofy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm rooting for Billie Eilish. Anyways, back onto Hunger Games. Yes. Um, next song is Elastic Heart by Sia, The Weeknd, and Diploy, which is a crazy combination of people. I will Welcome back.
1: If you just
2: doing us, <laughs> this is A-Tempo on KCL Radio. And that was Elastic Heart by Sia, The Weeknd, and Diplo from Catching Fire. Huh. I love that movie. I mean, yeah. I think we all universally agree that's one of the best ones. And the scene where she gets sucked up in the tube and she watches Senator get taken by the guards. Oh, and then she enters boy. the arena. She's shitting, crying, throwing up. But then she starts getting serious and she's standing on business and the aspect ratio changes. <gasps> uh. That is literally cinema. Pink. That's actually big I
1: cinema. also think every single day about the whole, like, the sequence of the... I'd be happy to go, if it weren't for the for baby! The baby.
2: <sighs> and then he's, like, smoking at, um... What's that guy's name? Um, Woody Harrelson's character. Haymitch. Haymitch. Oh, that's so good. That's oh, actually I, so if, good.
1: If your man's dropping bombs on babies versus your man dropping baby bombs. <laughs> I do find it weird that, like, I understand that the romance... Aspect of the Hunger Games was a very important part because Gale yeah. and Peeta both symbolize very different things to Katniss. That's true. Although, however, yeah. I think the decision to turn it into a Twilight-style love triangle Crazy. makes me viscerally angry.
2: Also, I don't know if Gale acts like that in the books, but he's kind of annoying in the movies.
1: He's kind of like well, the thing about Gale is he's angry, and he represents yeah. a lot of Katniss's resentment towards the Capitol. That and is her true. More bitter aspects of person like she, if like. In a hypothetical world, she chooses Gale. she becomes a just she chooses to never let go. She never she chooses to never yeah. move on, never heal. She would always be fighting, yeah. always be like she was combust. Exactly. Whereas Pita is not as angry and he he is about healing. Yeah. And I think that like that's an important part of the book, so mm. don't get me wrong. But it is wild.
2: It is I don't yeah, I don't really like that plot point. And it was kinda weird how she was like in love with like peter and then she was also kissing gail or whatever i was kind of like do we do i fuck with this i don't fuck with this um and i don't also what was i gonna say wasn't gail the reason why that her little sister died
1: yeah my boy was dropping bombs well it wasn't specifically him it was him and coin
2: coin is crazy well
1: yeah i mean you're gonna have
2: i like that her name's coin though like two sides
1: of the coin yeah 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 it's (laughs) It was good. I mean, like, it's very... I have lots of thoughts about yeah. the series as a whole.
2: One more thing I will say before we move on to the next song. I I understand why Primrose had to die. Well, like, narratively, it serves a purpose. Just, like, because it's, like, war is futile and it's, like... What's the word? It targets...
1: It, it's indiscriminate. Yeah, it, there we go. Indiscriminate.
2: That's what I was looking for. But also, I think it's completely unnecessary that... um, What's his name? The hot guy from District 4...
1: Oh, Finnick! I don't like that Finnick died. And the thing is, if you don't experience genuine true loss, then it kind of if you give every single person that the main character cares about plot armor, you really don't get the feeling that there's anything worth fighting for That's true,
2: but also like I think the um Suzanne said herself that she regrets killing him off.
1: Fair, but I also think that it does um, it shows that there was never gonna be peace for any of the victims. That's true. I yeah, like I get it,
2: but also I'm sad about it. I am too. He deserves better. He deserves better. He had a baby on the way. Uh, I'm also really sad that um, Sam Claflin got veneers. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, his like nice teeth, well, not his nice teeth, but like his crooked teeth was like. I think crooked teeth looks good, okay? Like. He's cute. His straight white teeth that are not real, uncanny. Gross. Disgusting. Anyways, moving on. The next song. The next song is Atlas by Coldplay.
5: Some saw the sun, some saw the smoke, some heard the gun.
1: welcome back if you're just joining us this is A Tempo on kcl radio and that was atlas by coldplay also from catching fire coldplay really do be jumping into the weirdest movies what other movies have they done i'm pretty sure oh god i'm blanking on it because i was was it coldplay or radiohead it was one of those two like oh coldplay also did um
2: oh actually no what no jk i'm looking at the spotify page <laughs>
1: they did was it coldplay who did a version of spectre
2: it was radiohead oh uh, yeah oh i love that song okay off topic but i'm kind of mad that that's not the official version yeah i like sam sam fine. smith's version but radiohead is like it was incredible it is incredible i listened to that song i'm so glad they released it on spotify and stuff oh like, yeah i am so glad but still no, i don't know what other ones coldplay did
1: i find uh, it weird that they did of all of the movies then to do the hunger games i think yeah no I mean, it was
2: a cultural moment. Don't it is a wrong, cultural, and the song like... is great, and it fits the movies. Oh, okay, this doesn't really count, but, like, you know how their, their song... Is it Coldplay? Did Coldplay sing yellow?
1: It was all yellow. Is that Maybe? Coldplay? I think so. I can't remember off the top of my head. I always get Coldplay and Radiohead confused. It's definitely not Radiohead. Well, then it's probably Coldplay. Because that
2: song was in Crazy Rich Asians, but they didn't write it for Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 what are you going to say?
1: <laughs> it, was, um, it was a Mandarin version, wasn't it? It was,
2: it was one of those. Yeah, it was a banger though. It was a banger. Um, I love the Crazy Rich Asian soundtrack. Me too. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. actually a perfect Mm -hmm. plane movie. It is. Um, I watched it on my flight. Did you? Yeah. I just think it's like why it's just it's just such a good movie. It is. It's
1: beautiful. It's got lovely vibes.
2: Yeah. Um, back to the hunger (laughs) game. We've already said everything we needed to say.
1: You know what? Jennifer Lawrence Slade. Jennifer Bunches Lawrence slayed. is Slade, yeah. Um
2: if it weren't for the baby I can't, anyways. Okay. Right. Our last song is Devil May Cry by the Weeknd yep. The Weeknd is always finding himself in He's be he just keeps popping up places. He does. He was he did the soundtrack for the second Avatar movie. Kinda crazy. The one time he wasn't singing about how toxic he is. Love it. and he was singing an uplifting song. Anyways. But that is the last song for today. Um, next week we We're, are doing Buena Vista Social Club. Yeah, so excited for that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys next week on Monday, 11 till 12. Yeah. Um, enjoy the final song. Have a good week. I right, have a good week, guys.
5: Bye. Ooh. Just
6: i hey.